welcome back for another beautiful, amazing, incredible, delicious, just perfect episode of Too Many Thoughts with Michelle Dure. I'm trying to refer to my actual podcast, like the name of it, like Too Many Thoughts, because I just, I'm not embodying the term too many thoughts enough. I don't know, it's weird. It's like a lot of times people will talk to me about the podcast and they'll be like, oh yeah, you have a podcast, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, it's called like too many thoughts or something. And I'm like, yeah, but then I don't say the phrase too many thoughts enough. I don't know. It's like weird. Like, but I'm trying to like get more in the habit of it. I don't know. It's like, it's odd. It's a random thing, but yeah. Welcome back for another episode. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Finals are coming up for a lot of my listeners right now, or they already are done with finals, or they're like me and they don't, they're barely past their midterms and they don't have finals for another month. But the year is coming to an end. Another progressive, beautiful year. A ton of growth has been done. Most of my listeners are freshmen in college, as I'm a freshman in college, and my listeners are from high school. <laughs> so um, I think it's an opportunity to kind of self-reflect and realize, like, wow, I made it through my first year of college, the infamous college experience that everyone talks about, going to college, the pride and people's most favorite years of their life are usually in college. So I think we can take a moment to appreciate that we got through a year together and yeah this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like the senior year of high school like end this like, end of the year speech they gave to like our class but honestly i think majority of my listeners i not think i know majority of my listeners are freshmen in college cuz they're all my listeners from like high school and stuff and so you made it through your first year of college one down three to go for me to think about be being done with one year or almost being done with a year of college it's I don't know I don't think I've taken a second to reflect about it so that's why I wanted to bring it up on this week's episode or actually I just kind of stumbled into this topic right now but it makes me I don't know I think like I've just been doing a lot of growing in the last few months um and it's just like to think about okay where I was high school end of high school senior year compared to now a freshman in college like I don't know for me to say the word college it's so like grown up it feels like it feels like oh my god college you're in college like there's just so much so many terms and like different associations with that and so I feel, I know, like, I've been going back and forth about feeling like, oh, am I a college student? Am I not a college student? And, like, sometimes I struggle with feeling more grown up staying at home. But I definitely, like I said, comparing now to last year and where I was, the way I think, how in the last year I've really learned to understand people better past the surface level. And I kind of was getting into that, like, end of senior year, but now I'm way more like understanding of like people past the surface level and what's going on possibly in the background and why people say certain things and what the connotations are and what they might be meaning or alluding to by saying that. I think me watching Criminal Minds has also helped with that a lot. <laughs> I've probably mentioned Criminal Minds in every single episode in the last month or so, but can you guys hear first class blasting in the background? My sister is taking a shower and first class is blasting in the house. 
by Jack Harlow. Anyways, um, yeah, when I think about, oh god, I'm losing my train of thought. What? Where I was, oh, yeah, okay, so I, I was talking about criminal minds. Um, yeah, the last year, like, it's a lot easier for me to kind of read people and understand people. I think a lot of that is also because I've done a lot of self-reflecting and figuring out what I want, and so... Now this reminds me of actually the other day I went to, and I think I haven't talked about like, so I go to this church group with my friends. I'm, I'm Muslim. I practice Islam. I go to a mosque, but there's this like teenage church group um, that my friend goes to and every now and then she'll take me to it. And I went to one, I think my first episode, I mentioned the group thing and then maybe in my spiritual and God episode, I talked about it, but we're going to talk about it again. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, I went to the one the other day and basically this like group, we like, it's a bunch of teenagers or like people like ranging from like age 18 to like 26, maybe like 24, 26. Um, it's like a bunch of us who just, we talk about like why we feel certain ways about things or like certain topics that are like conversation heavy I guess like stress anxiety family situations relationships like um love and are obviously like relationship to God and stuff like that so I like going there because even though like it might some auntie some some auntie might be like auntie is like like a brown term for like a motherly person who's like condescending kind of (laughs) some auntie might be like oh, why are you going to church? Like, why are you trying to become Christian? You're Muslim. Like, that's, like, against Islam. Like, how dare you? We actually make really progressive conversations in that group, and I actually do a lot of, like, self-reflecting and understanding through those groups. And, like, I... It's almost like a therapy session, but also, like, I love how, like, vulnerable all those kids are, and, like, all of them are talking about things that are, like, heavy in their lives and stuff like that and they like really feel comfortable opening up and it helps you like obviously if someone's talking about things that they're stressful about or oh you know I failed this class and it made me feel this way and because my parents do this like talk about this with me it just like overall I was a really depressed period in my life like they'll correlate all these things in their lives and then you start to realize oh I do the same thing too um and so anyways we were talking about how Basically, a lot of times you can't figure out things in other people or you can't like demonstrate certain actions until you've demonstrated them within yourself. So we were talking about like, and this correlates to like how I was saying before, like I can't, it was hard for me to like read other people and figure out on past the surface level what was going on with other people for a long time. And, but then recently now I've been able to, because I've actually gone past the surface level level in my own life like I was very surface level for a long time I didn't really have a personality I felt like and like I was just very like a floater but now I've kind of gone like underneath and figured out like okay what does Michelle want who is Michelle like what are the things I'm particular about because I was very much like just a floater I think a lot of my references are ocean related but whatever anyways so it took me time to figure out for myself what is actually going on inside and now it's easier for me to figure out in other people what's going on inside whereas before I like oh they're just saying this to because they're saying it right now but it probably actually in reality has a lot of meaning behind it and so and then why I'm saying this correlates to like the church group that I go to we were talking about like forgiving people and stuff how a lot of people have a lot of resentment and they find it like hard to forgive other people but that's sometimes because they can't like forgive 
the insecurities about themselves basically we were having a conversation and i need to process this because the conversation that we were having yesterday was very and also the church group was yesterday the conversation that we were having was very like confusing but also at the same time like it was just like a lot to process so it was kind of like you're talking about how like people are perfect and what does perfection mean and then in addition to that like how does perfection relate to forgiveness yeah okay so i'm gonna talk about that because i think that there's a learning opportunity there and i'm basically gonna regurgitate like the lesson that they gave me in that group and i'm gonna share on the podcast and because it was very moving i think once you process it the right way okay so basically like we were talking about how perfection yeah i really needed to process this there were a lot of thoughts going on when i was in that group and i didn't actually sometimes i wasn't paying attention to the actual conversation (laughs) but that's another topic okay anyways um um okay so basically how okay so we a lot of people are insecure right everyone has insecurities no one is perfect and it was we were talking about how like would you rather be accepted for who you are or would you rather like be perfect and then i brought like i brought up how like okay if you're perfect then Okay, if you if you're already accepted for who you are, like okay, this is me, this is Michelle, like this is what I do, this is how I am, I do this every day, like whoever, whatever I like, my stance is in the world, and people just accept me for that. Um, I wouldn't want that because then you're not motivated at all to do anything in life because they're like they wouldn't expect anything more from you, and that's just like depressive. It's like if people already accept like who you are, like okay, like. Michelle puts this much effort in and Michelle looks like this and she um, speaks this way and we accept it. Then there's no like drive or fire inside of you to do anything more than that. And that like, I was just like, no, I w- in some ways I would never want to be accepted because I want to keep working and having that motivation. Like, okay, you're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. But then also at the same time, people were saying like, okay, it feels really hard to say that and be like, oh, you're not enough because a lot of people struggle and have like mental spirals because of that term like you're not enough and like you could nothing you do could ever be enough to be accepted in this world and so for me I think it depends on your personality for me okay my sister wants me to lock the door I'll be right back (laughs) I just went I just went to go lock the door because my sister was leaving the house and she just took a shower and like in her house we have like all tiles and it's like covered in water and I slipped and fell down on the f- tile like I, my body slammed on the floor and I'm pretty sure in like two weeks ago there was another episode where I fell on the floor and slipped and like slammed my body against the ground at school so that's fun I'm, I think I'm fine my back's just really going through it right now. Um, and not for the right reasons. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay. So, okay, I was talking about okay, forgiveness and how, okay, a lot of people cannot, okay, so the term of uh, you're not enough, right? You're not enough, you're not enough. I don't ever feel like that. Like, I feel like it was the same thing where I was talking about in my social media episode where people are, like, they see stuff on social media and it makes them, like, either have a reaction of motivation, which I think is a very small amount of people, like, a very small population or percentage of people 
get motivated when they see perfect people online but then majority of people feel really insecure about it every time i talk to like my friends and stuff they tell me that they feel insecure when they see like perfect people on social media but then i like don't ever feel like that i just feel like oh like this is motivation for me to like look that way so it was really hard for me to like it was like because when we were in that group a lot of people were saying like oh like i just feel like insecure and it makes me like i can never do enough and then with my parents too i get the parents aspect of it but then like with social media and stuff i've never felt insecure like i just maybe it's like my huge ego problem or something or like overconfidence but I just am like, oh, okay, like, this is a chance for me. Like, this is basically what I want to look like. Let me do this. Or let me, like, dress that way. Or let me, like, follow their workout routine or whatever. So, yeah. But anyways, so if you, for people who, how do I articulate this? You have to, so if you have a lot of insecurity in yourself and you're not confident, I think most people... Maybe most people haven't figured out to be satisfied and, like, under not satisfied, but, like, you understand who you are and you're like, okay, this is me, this is how I am, this is how I react to things, this is my personality, these are my characteristics, this is how I operate, basically. How can I build on this and grow on it? I think people need to do self-reflection to figure that out in order to then flip the switch and be able to then take new opportunities or things that they see online or other people and take it as motivation maybe whereas like and then you're able to look at things in the world in a positive limelight if this makes sense so basically you have to be satisfied i don't like the word satisfied it's like be clear maybe clear be clear with who you are and how you approach the world and only in that way you can understand how others approach the world are clear it's a confusing topic honestly but i'm going to talk about like how i view it um i think i'm trying to talk it more like how other people view it but for me like i I've always used viewed things in a way where I was like, okay, like let me let me use this as motivation, and then hold on, how, what am I trying to say here? Basically, you have to okay. I think that I let me go back to my original topic because I'm going into like other ideas and it's not correlating. Um, basically, when we were talking about forgiveness, we were talking about how people have a lot of insecurities and stuff like that, and. They haven't been, yeah, clear and, like, almost content with who they are and their understanding. And because they're insecure and can't accept themselves, it's hard for them to forgive and accept others for their weaknesses. Because I feel like we were talking about if you are forgiving someone, you're, they, they expressed a weakness or they expressed, like, something that they did wrong, right? Like, okay, you messed up, you fucked this up, whatever. That's a weakness in your part. That's something that you're, like, maybe showing an insecurity about yourself or whatever. And for someone to forgive you, it's kind of a version of them accepting those faults within you. Okay, so let me give an example. So, I'm always late. I can be on time and I'm usually very scheduled and organized. But a lot of times, if I know, like, the stakes aren't high, I'll be late to go places. And my friends, all the time, they will 
quote unquote forgive me for it so that's like a weakness in myself that might be i don't view it as an insecurity because i don't have that mindset i think most people do have a mindset of insecurities but i don't think of myself like with insecurities like i don't i just don't like that term at all and i've never it's never registered with like the way i think about things but for example this example we'll say that's an insecurity that i have oh my god i'm so embarrassed i'm late everywhere i'm i'm not but okay whatever so if that was my insecurity that I'm late everywhere and maybe I have a lot of like lack of self-confidence. Oh my god, this this whole thing sounds so like sad, but I think a lot of people think this way. I have a lack of confidence that I'm late everywhere and I feel bad maybe for other people or like I know that I'm a disappointment because I'm late. I don't think this way, but whatever. I'm a disappointment because I'm late everywhere and if my friends quote-unquote forgive me for being late it's almost like they're accepting an insecurity of mine but not until I accept it for myself can I accept that forgiveness from someone else because a lot of people were saying that like people will forgive them for things but then because they haven't figured that out themselves they won't believe that forgiveness that other people are giving them like someone can say oh like I forgive you for this or I forgive like basically I forgive you I accept that this is who you are or whatever but then the person themselves hasn't figured that out for themselves so how can they accept this forgiveness if I don't even myself forgive myself does this make sense I hope this makes sense so in that example that I was giving about like okay I'm late everywhere I know myself that I'm late anywhere, everywhere, and I accept that about myself. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I know that I'm late. Like, I don't think the con, like the, I don't think the stakes are that high for me to be late somewhere unless it's somewhere serious. But like, if I'm just hanging out with friends and I'm a little late, I don't really care. Like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. And so, when my friends are like, when I'm like, obviously, I'll be like, oh, like, sorry, I'm late, and they're like, okay, that's fine. Like, I know I'm okay with that. Like, I justify it for myself. And I'm able to accept their forgiveness, but someone who might have not, like if I was insecure about it and my friends were like, oh, it's okay, I might not believe them because I haven't figured that out for myself. I think it makes sense. I'm not going to repeat it again, but that's kind of the idea. So it's kind of like how <sighs> and there's a lot of things in life and as you're growing and I've been, as I've been growing up this last year, like we were talking about high school in the beginning of this episode and college and like how most of us are done with their, our first year of college. As you realize and you're growing and you're going into adulthood, adulthood, <laughs> you're going into your adulthood phase. You're going into adulthood and figuring things out. It makes it a lot easier for us to like perceive the world, I feel like. And like for me, one of the examples that I was giving in the beginning of the episode was like for me to understand why people say certain things, what the connotations are. And as I've been growing up and like doing self-reflection in myself, now I've been able to understand like what people mean and stuff like that. Um, An example of this, I'm trying to like think of an example because I talk about this a lot. It's like the biggest thing that I've like, the biggest like life lesson I've had or the biggest thing that's like helped me the most is like realizing what people mean when they say stuff like because I it was it's a really hard show for me I'm still struggling with it but at the same time like I've kind of figured it out so an example of this could be um oh no I can't say that um like I don't know like the why like basically like why people say certain things and what their motivation is for saying that like they won't say it outright say it so it's kind of like 
um, say your friend needs to Venmo you or something, and they'll, like, allude to it, but they won't actually say, like, oh, Venmo me right now. It's kind of like, okay, obviously they mean something, but... And this is something that I struggle with. Other people might not struggle with this, but I struggle with it a lot. It's almost like analysis of why people say the things that they say. Because I'm very, like, direct, and I like saying, like, just upfront what I think. And so I don't like to do, like, the whole, like, oh, I'm gonna say... Unless it's, like, depends on situations and stuff. But, like, I don't like to, like, snake around and say something. Like, if someone... If I do something, if I say something to someone or whatever, I'm just like, oh, Venmo me right now. Or, like, uh, meet me at this time. Have to be there at this time. Or um why did you say that to that person or whatever i don't like to like sneak around i just like to get a direct response from people and that's what i expect from other people as well but a lot of people don't do that they're not oh like people are not direct it's just difference in personality and so for me and analyzing and like thinking through why people are saying things has been like a huge struggle for me but it's come to become a lot easier now that I've been doing it myself. I'm just repeating the same thing I was saying before. Okay, anyways, I want to talk about how my last week has been going. Let's do a old, like, I used to do this, like, every week, just, like, a reflection of the last week, but honestly, like, I want to do it. So, you guys know I've been back in school. You guys loved that episode of my first in-class, in-person class in, like, two years, you guys really enjoyed that episode. I was really happy with, like, the view count and just, like, how, how many people were watching it and, like, the comments and stuff and people texting me about it. And they were like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're, like, I'm so happy that you're happy to be back and stuff like that. And, like, you're actually, like, experiencing college for the first time. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. I think it's called, uh, let me see. It's called My First In-Person College Experience. So, Yeah. First time being in person for college. Um, it's been really fun. I had my first in-person exam, like, last, or this week, I guess, like, last week. But, um, yeah, it was, I had to just write an essay. It was for my poli-sci class, and we had to just basically demonstrate that we've been paying attention in class, and, like, that you've been doing the readings, and then you have been, what else? doing the readings, watching the lecture videos, doing taking notes and stuff, keeping up with current events, and then reading the textbook, basically. And, like, paying attention to vocabulary. You didn't really have to memorize anything because it was, like, an open note test. So I literally copied down all the vocabulary words from the no- uh, textbook. And I enjoy studying poli-sci. I think it's, I think it's very interesting. It's very, like, current events. It's, like, government, but current. And that's what I really like because, like, if you're studying, for me, like, if I'm studying something in the past, I'm like, what's the point? Because I'm a very in-person, the in-the-moment type of person. I don't really like to think about the past or the future sometimes. And so I really like poli-sci because it's constantly like, okay, what did Elon Musk do today? Or what did Trump do today? Or why did Biden say this? Or then Obama? And so it's very, like, within the last, like, 20 years, you know? So it's, and then it's constantly talking about what's happening in the future. We'll talk about abortion. The other day we were talking about the Johnny Depp and Amber, whatever her name is, Amber Rose. I don't know what her name is. Their trial, like just, we were talking about cancel culture the other day in class. Like it's very like current events and I'm really enjoying it. And I have this problem where like every time I'm in a new realm of something, I'm like, oh, should I pursue a field? And so we're talking about the president and I'm like, what if I was president? Like I have these thoughts. I don't know why, but I was really like, oh my God, I could totally be president. And then, he, like, our teacher was saying, our professor was saying, it, 
I'm going to say professor because I was saying that other episode that I want to say professor because I want to sound like a college student. My professor, because teacher, you could say that if you're in middle school, but like, we're going to say professor. Okay, anyways. Uh, my professor was saying that um, you need like a billion dollars to run for the president or for run for, yeah, run for president. So I was like, oh, maybe not. But yeah, I don't know. I just get like super motivated and excited about any, like I'm like criminal, criminal minds. Oh my God, like let me work in the behavioral analysis unit and let me go work at Quantico in Virginia. And I love the East Coast. I would totally fit in there. And I love studying people. And I've always been doing that for years. So like, why not? And like, then I was thinking about like the pay and I was like, oh, maybe not. But then I was like, what if I work for the CIA? Wouldn't that be so cool? <sighs> and then I'm going to start watching Grey's Anatomy and I'll want to be a surgeon again. It's just very conflicting. I don't know. Anyways. Um, or I could be a podcaster for the rest of my life. Oh my god. I don't know. I'm going to continue this podcast until I die, I hope. I just love it. It's so fun. Why not? Okay, anyways. Off topic. Whatever. Um, but yes, I had my first in-person exam. It was very, like, chill. I felt like it was chill because I just pay attention a lot in that class. Obviously, if it's in person, I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my god, this is, like, candy for a kid who hasn't had candy ever in their life. Like, I'm loving it. And it's like, I've been thirsty, basically, for an in-person class in a college, any type of college experience. So finally, to have that, I'm, like, constantly on the edge of my seat, taking all the notes. The class might not even be that interesting. It, it definitely is, but if even if it wasn't, I would still be, like, hanging on the edge of my seat, like, listening to every word, holding on to every word that my professor is saying, and every word that any student I come across on campus is saying. Um, but yeah, I've been, like, slowly making friends and stuff and talking to people that's been nice it's like it's weird because i was i was talking to this um guy that i met so i met him on like discord and then we were talking in person um he like introduced himself and i was like oh yeah like oh we were talking on discord like i can't believe it um but it's so funny because we were talking about how we're all so like desperate to have friends in college and like any type of in-person experience that we were talking about how like I would I was like telling him I was like I'm literally gonna bother you all the time just because I need people to talk to in person and he was like that's totally fine because literally we're all like just desperate to like like literally all the kids at my school because we haven't we've been online right we and we're finally like now in person we're all just like so desperate to like have any type of interaction with anyone in person who's like a college student like us you know and so it was really like we were like I was just like you're my best friend now and he was like you're my best friend too like like that kind of thing and so yeah it's just fun like I just there's like this mutual understanding and I love how like a lot of the kids I think it's like forced them to become real where it's like they have they can't even hide it that they're like struggling they're or no they can't even like yeah they can't even hide it that they're struggling like all of us are struggling and depressed because we're sitting at home but it's like when you finally are in person all the kids for the most part that I've met are so open and are like oh my god please like I don't I know I just met you but it's like can we go hang out or something sometime because I'm just so desperate to talk to people (laughs) and I'm like yes because I'm desperate too like I need that in-person experience like please I don't care who you are obviously I'll make sure you're not like a creepy like stalker or something who's gonna kidnap me but let's yes let's please hang out let's please do something like make a, a I don't know set a date and like just go for lunch or something or go to the park or go to the beach or whatever like let's just do something in person to like regain the last two years of missed opportunities and memories that we could have made you know and it's like 
yeah i just like that like a lot of the kids are really open about it and they're just like super chill and they're just like yeah let's just they're just being honest like i think you're at that point you're we're all so desperate that it's like just just go for it like who cares at this point like i have nothing to lose anything it's like you're at such a low point in your life where it's like i have nothing else to lose i might as well just hang out with you so that's been nice i like this i like like that i don't have to like seek the desperation from people it's just like a parent it's like (laughs) are all a parent like right in front desperate um but yeah aside from that oh i was gonna talk about this okay so eve was last monday so eve mubarak happy eve to everyone and let me explain like a little bit about eve because i want to talk about it obviously i'm a muslim podcaster i practice islam i want to share and represent the culture so i'm gonna talk about a little bit and also like there was a specific there are a couple specific like scenarios and like things that happened on that day that i want to talk about so Eid for you guys who don't know it's e-i-d eve is the celebration at the end of ramadan so ramadan was like the fasting month i talked about that in another episode and now it's the end of ramadan so you fast you're you just celebrate that you like did a good month of fasting and you eat a lot of food and like the people who have like fasted all of ramadan which i mostly did unless except for like when i got my surgery i couldn't fast but otherwise i fasted like the whole month um you were supposed to like eat extra and celebrate extra on the eve day and so um yeah it was really fun so we all got dressed up i had school in the morning but then after that it was like i what happened was i took my clothes so i had this like whole suit that i wore and i have pictures of it on my instagram so go check it out at m-i-s-h-a-l-d-u-r-a-e michelle dure um but yeah i posted about it um but um oh my god i had like a whole suit so it was like a full like dress with the pants and then like the dupatta which is like basically like a shawl that you wear on top and it was all like full of glitter full of like work and stuff like work means like full of like lots of details and stones and like shells on it and lots of stitch work and stuff like that it was very very like intricate it's like my best suit that i have basically and so, um, and probably, like, one of my most, not my most expensive one, but it's definitely, like, up there. Um, but, yeah, and so I brought it to school. So, like, when I went to school, I was wearing, like, sweater and jeans. And then, and I think I was wearing flip-flops, too. But then I had my class for, like, an hour. And then I had my suit in the car. And it was, like, glittering, like, crazy. Like, the sun, it was, like, reflecting. The sun was reflecting on it. And it was, like glitter and gleam gleam what is gleam glitter and like metallic stuff just like shining everywhere that was fun to drive with but um so after class i went to the parking lot on campus and i went to like the top floor and i changed in the car um and there were some cars that drove by but i don't think they saw anything but i was like why not because the bathroom was so cold like i don't i could not go in there and change like it was too much work um and so i literally would be like shaking naked inside the campus bathroom i can't do that and so then after that we went to like my aunt's house and then we went to my other aunt's house and then i hung out with my mom for a little bit and we got oh we went shopping and then um we got boba that really cheered my spirits 
the day was just a little I was like really happy and excited but at the same time I was kind of bummed because it wasn't like my whole family like it was like I was with my dad in the morning and my sister was at school all day and then my mom I spent like the most of the day with her and so I was just kind of bummed so it was just her and I like I love my mom but like I wish it was like my whole family or at least I got to say like my cousins or something who always like really make my eve day for me but I didn't see them either so that was kind of sad but anyways when I got boba I was really hyped up like I was like woo! like I was so happy anytime like I'm bummed and then I get boba I'm like addicted I just feel a lot better about my life anyways um so then I was like on like I was kind of like sad and like depressed and then I had my boba and I was bouncing off the walls and I was like mom let's do this let's do that oh my god oh my god it's Eve oh and so then I was a lot better um but anyways and then after that yeah, we went to my other aunt's house and over there there was like how do I describe it okay so like my one of my aunts okay so my aunt's house that we went to a lot of her friends are kind of like the social light elitist people of the bay <laughs> and we went to her house and I was basically talking to like all their a lot of these parents that were there all their kids went to private school and then their kids are now at like Penn, Harvard, Princeton, Brown, like NYU, like they're all at like these really top tier like East Coast schools. They're like at UNC, Chapel Hill, or they're like at, uh, what did I say, Yale already? Yeah. And so they're like at all these, oh, like Duke, they're there. Um, Yeah, they all went to private schools and they all like transferred over there and they're all um Pakistani people. And so I was like, okay, great. Like, let me talk to these people. Let me like get some contacts. Let me do my little networking thing that I do. Um, And so then I was talking to like a bunch of the parents and stuff and they gave me all their kids Instagram. So that was perfect. And I was just like networking with them, but we weren't there for that long. But I don't know. It was just like, I've, <sighs> hold on. I'll get to that in a second. I, there's nothing that I'm talking about, but I'll get that into that in a second. Then we went to another friend's. We went to another person's house, and this was like my mom's friends or something. And they were like, they had a huge house, like a mansion. And then there were probably like thirty or forty families there. Like I don't know how all these families fit in there, but they did. And there was like hella food, full like, uh, buffet, like desserts, everything. Um, and over there, it was, like, it was the, the first party that I went to, or the one that I was just talking about with the elitist social moms and stuff, none of their kids were there. They were all, like, in college and stuff. Like, they were gone at Yale, partying it up. And then it was me talking to, like, the parents. And then the second party that I went to at the mansion, it was, like, all the kids were younger than me. So I was definitely, like, the oldest kid there, unless there were, like, a couple of guys who were older than me. But they were, like, talking to the dads. And, like, there's this weird thing where it's, like, you're, the guys the dads are separated from the women or like yeah the men and women are like separated like you could walk across but like they all sit separately and it's like weird if you go in in the men section if that makes sense anyone who's gone to like these like they see like pakistani parties and stuff like that or like the muslim like islamic i don't know like a muslim party <laughs> a muslim party if you've gone to a party with Muslims and stuff like that, you know it's, like, usually separated. It's not like there's any, like, written rule that you have to be separated, but it's, like, that's how it always is. They don't mingle. Um, like, the couples don't sit next to each other. Like, they don't like each other or something. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> they don't like each other. Um, anyways. Um, so I was sitting at, like, the girls' table. 
and there were like 15 like probably younger girls than me ranging from ages 10 to I think the oldest girl was like 16 and then I'm sitting there 18 right and I was talking to them and it was all Pakistani girls and they were telling me about like their problems and stuff like we were talking about like brown girl problems I guess like hair and like our mom and like dressing and like Muslim expectations of girls and stuff like that it was very like standard Pakistani girl Muslim problems and so I remember sitting there and I didn't I haven't grown up with um Pakistani girls I grew up with in Delaware I grew up with a bunch of white kids uh, who were convinced that I was white and I was just like sitting out in the sun for too long or <laughs> I think a lot of times when I say that people are a little shocked but that's true that's what they used to tell me um and then when I moved to California I was surrounded with like oh my god I was surrounded with like either Asian kids so like Chinese Japanese kids or like South Asian I guess it's like the same thing but like Asian like when I think of Asian I think of like Chinese Japanese like Korean people and then like South Asians like Indian people and like um Sri Lanka and stuff So I was, okay, so then when I moved to California, I was surrounded with, like, Asian and South Asian people. Um, And then I didn't, like, I still, like, couldn't really relate to them. Because the South Asian people are, like, yes, we're all Indian, similar background, but I don't know. I just felt, like, always excluded with that group. And the Asian kids, obviously, like, how am I supposed to relate to them? Um, And then for high school, that was, like, my elementary and middle school experience and then in high school I oh my god I'm sorry I feel like the energy just dipped really fast but that was because I was yawning and I'm trying to remember and process Ah! I'm trying to remember and process like um my high school years okay and then in high school I was surrounded by white kids again like Delaware so I a lot of kids sometimes they grow up a lot of like Pakistani kids their parents who moved to the U.S. purposely moved to areas like um, Chicago, where there's a lot of Pakistani people there, um, or they moved to like Houston or Dallas, like in Texas. There's a lot of Pakistani people over there too, or like New Jersey, like Edison area. There's a lot of Pakistani people there as well. There's no, barely any, compared to that, like every time they all, like almost all, majority, like 90% of Pakistani families when they move to the U.S., they move to those, one of those three areas um so compared to that almost no Pakistanis live in the bay and so I yeah I didn't grow up with Pakistani girls a lot of times if I was like struggling with something with a Pakistani girl problem like the topics that I discussed earlier that I was talking to about with these girls at this party I would just refer to like online sources or I would follow like white girls online or see what they're doing and then that's what I would do this feels like very much like a repetitive story but that's honestly my experience um I was struggling I didn't have any representation college essay who my college essay um and so when I okay so I was sitting there with these girls ranging from ages 10 to 16 I'm 18 I'm the oldest one there I was the new girl because like okay because like basically like all these kids know each other because they all this like party was like an hour away from our house maybe two hours away um and so they all knew each other they all hang out and stuff but I like 
I'm like the first time I'm meeting all of them, okay? Like they all hang out every week and this is my first time meeting them. And I was also the older kid, so I guess I was like, you know, a little bit cooler. Like they were asking me like questions and stuff about like college and stuff and what college is like. Not that I had much to say about it anyways. Um, but yes, yeah, so when they were talking, they were telling me about their problems and things that they used to think through. And I was like, wow, like they all have each other to talk about these problems with. And I realized that, like, when I was growing up, like, I never talked to... Because I didn't have any Pakistani girlfriends. Like, I didn't. They all have their girlfriends. They all talk about it. All of them can relate to, like, oh, you know, my mom made, like, dal chawal, which is, like, lentils and rice. Or my mom, you know, she always wants me to teach me how to cook, like, chicken tikka or stuff like that. Or she... Um, this is all relating to food. But, like, oh, my mom, you know, every time we go to the mosque, she makes me wear this, like... Uh, this these clothes or something they all were like talking about these problems and i was remembering like wow i had to figure out all this stuff myself and they all have each other they're all like their girlfriends they meet every week they all hang out they like go on like lunches and dinners together and they do activities together and like they're able to basically they have this like community to like figure things out and so by the way this party was like more like south so if there are any pakistani people in the bay they're like in the south area and I live in the north, so it's just interesting. I don't know, um, but yeah, I just thought it was really interesting how like they all like everything that they were talking about. I was like, oh my god! I remember when I was younger and their age, when I had these problems, like I didn't know who to turn to. I couldn't like I didn't want to like ask my mom about it. I didn't talk to my sister about it because she was younger. I was just turning to like online sources, but like they all like go back and forth constantly and talk to each other about. It. I was just like, kind of like amazed, kind of jealous about it. But at the same time, I know that, like, because I've lived in such diverse, like, because, like, because I've moved and then also I've lived in, like, diverse or with, like, people with diverse backgrounds. Like, I've never been in one, like, uh, concentrated, really, situation, except, like, Delaware, where I was, like, surrounded by white people and, and immersed fully in white culture. And the area that I live in, in the Bay, it's very diverse and I'm constantly meeting new perspectives and cultures and stuff. So there's, like a give and take with that where it's like yeah obviously I couldn't relate to them and like if I told them about my oh my arm hair or my armpit hair or like this mustache that I'm growing because of my South Asian roots like what the hell do I do about it I'm not gonna ask the white girl because her hair is so blonde you can't even see it but at the same time I would learn like about like my friends like Christian culture or Jewish culture or like they would tell me about like my friends who are Italian like they teach me about different things and their food and they'll bring me like one of my friends makes like pizzle pizzolis pizzole which is like pizzole sounds spanish i think it's pizzolis but it's like a, like a waffle cookie like he makes those for me and like stuff like that where it's like there's little things i've learned different things about different cultures whereas if i was immersed in like that pakistani culture that those girls are in the south of the bay i wouldn't learn anything new but then i would have comfort because they could understand my problems and I would understand theirs. So it's kind of like interesting. I've just been doing a lot of analysis about it. I've been reflecting about it. It was just like I was very much in awe and like just like I felt like I was in like like it was something that I was searching for for a long time when I was younger, but then maybe now with some perspective I realized that it was better that I wasn't in there and it was a reason why my parents didn't move us to like either one of those hotspot Pakistani areas or like the south of the bay because they wanted us to have new experiences rather than just being fully immersed in Pakistani culture and, like, having to live up to, like, the standards of the Pakistani aunties that were around us. So, yeah. I think that's it for this week's episode. 
I wanted to just kind of process my Eid experience also like my last week I loved Eid it was so much fun my parents always make it the best and they always like try to like really like my mom like did decorations around the house which is really sweet and then I was talking to like my aunt who I'm really close with and we were talking about Eid and stuff like that and so and then obviously all the families that we met and I love dressing up and getting ready and taking pictures and stuff and like it's just like a marking every year where it's like okay this is our growth every year like this is how we've changed and like the way I wear my clothes and stuff because obviously when I was younger I would just wear whatever my mom had me wear but then this year it was like I was ironing my own clothes and like figuring it out and I was going to college and it's like every year on Eid it's the same idea but it's like we approach it a different way each year and I think that's really like sweet so yeah I've such a mushy episode. I just, there was a lot to process with that whole Eid. I didn't realize it hit me <laughs> seeing that group of Pakistani girls. I'm like jealous. Like I'm not jealous, but I am jealous that they have that. And so I think I really got to sit down and kind of, obviously I'm sitting down, but like I got to really sit down and process it in this week's episode. Um, also, I'm very comfortable because I'm not sitting in my car today. I'm sitting on my bed. Um... But yeah, I think it kind of like if you are if you're in a group of people, I think you should be thankful sometimes if you're not completely fully immersed in the people you are in a culture in the same culture with because that can be really like toxic a lot of times and there's like ex- expectations right in front of you of like why aren't you Pakistani enough? Why aren't you Jewish enough? Why aren't you Christian enough if you're fully immersed in those types of like communities but then with such a diverse community there's just so much more learning opportunity and I really appreciate that so this episode is very well articulated I think I did a really good job speaking I'm really proud wow because usually I stutter a lot (laughs) and I didn't this week's episode I probably did in the beginning but um I'm learning social skills at school um I alluded, okay, so last week you guys really enjoyed the I Met My Husband on Tinder episode. I mean, with a title like that, how could you not enjoy it? How could there not be views? Um, But I think it was really fun to talk about. I finally, like, went in depth about someone that I was talking to for a while who I got, like, mentally serious with, but nothing, like, on paper actually happened. Um, And so go listen to that episode if you're interested. I want to hear, like, a spicy episode about my love life. (gasps) Um, (laughs) I feel like so relaxed right now. (laughs) My eyes are like closing. It's like midday. Um, yes. Okay. So I have uh, new episodes. Last week's episode, I was telling you guys about how I have new episodes coming out that I've recorded that I'm waiting to release and I'm very excited to release and certain things that I've been talking about that I've been wanting to talk about for months that I haven't been able to talk about, but now I can finally talk about it. So I'm very, 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 very excited you should be excited too. Some of my episodes that I've done really well in the past, part two is coming. So yes, I'm very excited and I can finally talk about it. Ah! Okay, um, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Go right now. Please, 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 please rate this podcast. Please, if you're on Spotify, you can rate it with like the stars at the top. I think Apple is the same way. Google Podcasts, if you're listening there, if you're listening on the Anchor website, whatever. Please, 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 please rate this podcast. I see the people who are following. I, I'm like, obviously, I don't know your names. But, like, I see, like, the following count. I see the viewer count. I would really love it if you would 
hit that follow and rate the podcast it would mean the world to me you don't even have to listen like follow the instagram obviously i would love if you follow the instagram but rate this podcast i would love to see the ratings and the views and stuff like that and so yeah um thank you always for the support thank you for coming back and listening to these week to these episodes and being interested in what i have to say um i love all my listeners so much keep giving me feedback keep giving me topics to talk about and i will keep delivering that for you oh my god i'm so well articulated this episode wow you're welcome um yeah i will see you guys in the next one get excited i think i know which one i'm gonna release next week and i'm very very excited about it we're gonna be exposing a lot (laughs) okay um yeah i will see you guys in the next one Go do all that stuff I told you about and come back next Friday. Okay, see you guys. Bye.